Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I regret nothing. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. Chris Carlin, Amber Wilson in for the honeymooning. Chris Canty, he has moved from the safari part of his honeymoon into the real true relaxation part of his honeymoon at a resort somewhere in parts unknown right now. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Amber, what's going on? What is up? He's not having nearly as much fun as us, right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's having a great time and he'll be back next week. In the meantime, we've got so much to get to throughout the course of the show and so much NFL because we are just a little over 48 hours away from the start of the NFL season. And where we are going to begin is with Tom Brady last night. And he is back to doing his podcast with noted hard-hitting journalist Jim Gray over on Sirius XM. And on this particular episode, of course, Tom was asked about his situation and how much the 11 days away and where he is in his life and everything that he is thinking about. Take a listen. As you get older, you know, life changes quite a bit. You know, I think there's different responsibilities that take form in your life, different perspective you gain. You know, when I was 25, all I did was think about football. That was my life. It was eat, sleep, drink football. Over time, other priorities develop because you change and evolve through life and you grow in different ways. So, you know, you take on these different responsibilities of family and and commitment and so forth, and you commit time and energy to those things. So we all have different things that are going on. And I think once football season comes, I really lock in on what I need to do and how I need to focus and the kind of commitment I need to make for the organization so that we can maximize our potential as a team. Yeah, listen, I understand a lot of it, Amber, and I, up until this point, have been someone that would feel stupid about doubting anything with Tom Brady, and it's not its not me sitting here telling you that it's all about to end. It's not Max from five years ago, he's about to fall off a complete cliff. However, let's talk about this realistically for a second. There's obviously something going on in his own personal life. There are all kinds of rumors and stories out there that have been circulating uh, about whatever's going on for him. He took 11 days off from training camp. Okay, I was never worried about that. But more and more, we hear Tom talk about how football is not the only thing in his life anymore. And that's completely fair. But it does make me start to believe that this is really, truly the end. He's got the, the Fox television deal sitting and waiting for him. He is talking so much more about the other things in his life that are that much more important to him. And while he sits there and tells you he's going to lock in during football season, I have to say, like, <sighs> might sit there and say, stupid Carlin, you're not buying in, blah, blah, blah. It's, it's all going to end. I, I just don't sit here and say and, and believe that's a guy whose number one priority at this point is to get to a Super Bowl. And or, you know, he's got family. Everybody has family. But 
I don't feel like that's as much of something that he is as focused on considering what he's accomplished and considering what he has going on in his personal life. So I long story short here, or even longer, I feel like this is when we need to start really looking at Tom Brady and wondering, is this really it? Don't do it, Carlin. I care about you. Don't do it. Don't count out <laughs> Tom Brady. I care about you. It never goes well for people who have done it over the years. I know he's 45 years old. I don't think it's particularly controversial to say that you have more going on in your 40s than you do in your 20s. That's probably true for most people, right? I would be concerned if he seemed like he wasn't hyper-focused if we were talking about a Tom Brady in his 20s. But we're talking about a Tom Brady who's been doing this thing for over two decades. So what he's saying to you is, I've got a lot more going on in my 40s. I'm not as hyper-focused on football as I was able to be in my 20s. That's not just family and kids. That's all these other businesses that Tom Brady has started over the years. It's everything else that he's dipped his hand in. And so, yes, he's got more going on off the field than ever before. But also, he needs that preseason and offseason less than ever before because he's been doing it for multiple decades at this point. And frankly, he's the greatest to have ever done it. I don't have many concerns there. Also, Carlin, here's what I would say. He does sound very different than he has seemed previously. And you referenced all those rumors and you know what could be happening there in his personal life and with his family. I have no idea of course, what's really going on there. But what I do know a little bit about is going through something difficult in your own life and what that means for you at work. And for people, it can mean that it distracts you completely from work, right? Or it can mean that you throw yourself into work even more and that Mm -hmm. you are so much more focused while you're in it. He hasn't really been in it yet. You know, it's not season, right? I mean, again, Who cares about preseason and training camp for Tom Brady? I could see this taking a turn that people don't expect. Like, you're thinking it's going to be a distraction. I'm thinking it might be a situation where you're going through something difficult outside of work. And so when you're at work, you welcome the distraction of work. And you throw yourself into work even more. He was away from the team for that period of time. But he's back. He's ready to go. And once season actually gets going here, I could see a Tom Brady that has almost a different reason now to be focused than ever before. Look, Charlie Weiss agrees with you and thinks I'm an idiot for doing it, as he illustrated this morning on KJM. I'd bet on them to win the Super Bowl. That's what the feeling I get. Because when you piss Tommy off, you're pissing the wrong guy off. He plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's played it that way since he was at Michigan. Every negative thing that anyone could say, he uses it as fodder. So I think that Tampa, you should expect a lot of good things coming out of Tampa. Amber, if if the Buccaneers were not in the NFC, I would not pick them to make the playoffs. That's kind of how strongly I feel about this. The NFC is not that great of a conference. And as much as people want to sit here and say this about Brady and, and what his history is, I get it. But we haven't seen this guy before. We haven't seen somebody whose attention is in many, many other places, and clearly something happened. And it's it's not a knock on time. It happens to everybody at some point or another. Maybe he does throw himself even more into work. I don't think, at this juncture, that's going to be nearly as rewarding for him. Like he, he loved in every way. Just lay it out for a second. He loved in every way, proving people wrong, and sticking it to them like Charlie's talking about, and going and winning all those championships. 
Do we really feel like that same importance level is going to continue to be there when now we're talking about number seven? He's 45. As he said, he's got a bunch of things going on. He's got TV sitting and waiting for him. And he's got personal life issues right now. Seemingly so. Yes, only because you and I are sitting here having this conversation, right? I mean, if this was just business as usual. It doesn't sound like the same guy to me. That's my point. Not in the least. I'm I'm fine with that. He doesn't sound like the same guy, but that doesn't mean that he's not going to be the same type of competitor that we're used to seeing. I do think it would get stale at this point, right? It would get stale for him. Like you said, he's done it. He's done it. He's done. What's a seventh ring? What's an eighth ring? What's a ninth ring when you've won as many as he's won at this point? But I do think that if you're talking about a player who now we are sitting here and we are doubting, we are questioning. You were saying things like, if this team within the AFC, I wouldn't have them making the playoffs, right? So mm-hmm. Tom Brady's hearing that. This is developing that new chip. We know with these greats, and they are built different, Carlin. We see it with LeBron James, right? Like these all-time greats. They need to find that chip because it's not easy. It's like LeBron, he wins a championship and then, you know, is, uh, shouts out to the doubters. And it's like, who, who's disrespecting you, LeBron? Who's doubting you? Like, nobody. Come on. But that's what they need to believe because they have found a way throughout their entire lives to motivate themselves. That's the great competitors. You saw it over and over again with Michael Jordan. That was very obvious in that documentary. It's the same thing for a player like Tom Brady. He's got to find that chip. I think this is providing it. I I think the fact that he does sound different, and so now we're doubting it. The fact that he is in his mid-40s now. The fact that he retired and then unretired 40 days later. All of that plays into this. Plus, now all the rumors that are out there circulating about whatever's happening in his private life. I think we're all starting to doubt that, hey, maybe this is the time that we finally see the cracks in the foundation. That's going to provide him the reason not to show us those cracks. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888 Six. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus. You can be a part of the Canty and Carlin Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line by calling us at 888-SAY-ESPN. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. In a college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. And here's the point. As much as all of that on both sides for us is true, do you think... I'm an idiot for saying this, for looking at this differently with Brady, considering everything that has been around him. That's what we want to know. 888-SAY-ESPN. Simplify the question. Is Chris a moron? Is Chris a sucker? Saying for- this or, or just generally? I just want to... I just want to be clear for the listener. All right. Well, now that's not necessary. <laughs> that, that's, that's not necessary. In this particular instance... Is Chris a moron? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We have got more on the Bucks and their opening week opponents, the Dallas Cowboys, and why the expectations are way down. We'll tell you all about that right after Amber tells you about this from our friends at Disney+. Plus. Disney Plus Day is coming on September 8th. 
It's a day of celebration, surprises, and exclusive premieres like Disney's Pinocchio, Marvel's Thor Love and Thunder, and new episodes of She-Hulk Attorney at Law. Also, Pixar's Cars on the Road, Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Jedi's Return, National Geographic's Epic Adventures of Bertie Gregory, and the new Simpsons short, Welcome to the Club. Plus, don't miss other new favorites like Growing Up, Frozen 1 and 2, Sing-Alongs, and Dancing with the Stars, the pros' most memorable dances it is a lot there is nothing bigger there is nothing better nothing beats disney plus day all of these and more streaming on september 8th Katie and carlin espn radio and espn plus we are presented by progressive insurance once again hit us up on the dr pepper nation call in line at 888 say espn 888-729-3776 the cowboys are the week one opponent for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. How about this, Amber? Came through just a little while ago. According to Caesars Sportsbook, the Dallas Cowboys are no longer the betting favorite in the NFC East. Wow. The Philadelphia what? Eagles have overtaken the Cowboys as the betting favorite in the division. And I have to tell you, I totally get it. And I'm jumping on board. I, it's amazing to me. The more Jerry Jones speaks, today he's talking about how great Michael Gallup's uh, need looks, the less faith I have in what's going on in Dallas right now. And as much as Dak Prescott is looking to prove himself yet again this year after that disastrous end of last year, everything that continues to kind of pop up around the Cowboys gives me less faith in what they're doing. Cowboys absolutely, even though it's the NFC, are going to miss the playoffs this year. I fully Absolutely. believe that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. I think so. Because how are they winning right now? If the Cowboys are going to win this year, it's going to be because of their defense. The owner keeps telling us, and maybe he's lying, maybe it's a smokescreen, that Zeke Elliott is the reason they're going to win. If that's the case, you're going to run your team into the ground. Well, you do have another guy in the backfield, right, to help out Zeke and to help out that situation. I do think that there's an argument to be made for this Cowboys team. I understand that they lose Omari Cooper. I understand that there are questions there offensively. I do think it matters that Dak's having his first full offseason and preseason healthy since 2019, right? I think that... That should speak volumes for Dak. He has every reason to go out in another year that, again, feels somewhat like a prove-it year for Dak Prescott, which I don't really understand why, because <laughs> he's gotten paid. We're at this point in his career, but that's what happens you're at the, when you're at the helm of the Dallas Cowboys. The problems that there are questions, of course, on this team. An O-line that was once elite seems to be taking a step back. You have a coach on the hot seat. Obviously, all of that presents question marks with Dallas. I find it funny, though, that we're all sold on Philadelphia. I mean, I understand what that team looks like. I understand that's the best O-line in the NFL, but everyone's all of a sudden sold on Jalen Hurts because we've been questioning him relentlessly over the last year. Look, I get that, but I think he started to prove himself a little bit more as that team got to the playoffs. I think he's he's taken a a big step forward for them. I'm a Jalen Hurts guy. I have been since they took him. I thought it was a fantastic move on their part, and it has taken some time for him to develop. But Greeny pointed this out this morning, and it's 100% accurate. Let's compare the schedules for a moment. The Philadelphia Eagles have no reason to not start the season 7-2. I mean, you open up with Detroit, 
at uh, Minnesota, at home, Washington twice in the first nine games, uh, Jacksonville, uh, a trip to Arizona. You get the Cowboys at home. You get the Texans in there. There's no reason for them to not get off to a huge lead at 7-2. and two. And on the flip side, if we're being honest about it, the Cowboys could very easily start the year 2-4 and four because their schedule is very weird. It's like a... It's basically like a roller coaster when you look at opening with the Bucks and then Cincinnati, but then you get the Giants, then you get Washington. Oh, you're back on the road. L.A., the Rams, that is, and Philadelphia. Well, then you're back home, Detroit and Chicago. It's very up and down. It's very, very up and down for the Cowboys uh, and how it lays out, and I think that's very much going to work against them. The Eagles could get out of the gate very strong and never look back. Jalen Hurts was 22nd in passer rating last season. He was 26th in completion percentage. That's why there was question marks there with Jalen Hurts. Dak, before he got injured in those first six games of the season, 115 in passer rating was his passer rating. I mean, 16 touchdowns, four interceptions. After he injured his his calf, then you're talking about 21 touchdown passes, six interceptions, a 98.1 passer rating. If you pull Dak's numbers, are much better than Jalen Hurts from last season. Is my yeah, point. Yes, there's I'm questions gonna, here on this that. Cowboys team. I just think it's funny well, that we've all... Last- memory of Dak from last year the Fair. clock running out fair but also at the end of last season when it was over for Jalen Hurts we were talking about okay he's earned himself one more year uh, one more prove it year with Jalen Hurts I, it, we've done this swing shift I think with these two teams again I believe that's a good Eagles team I understand what you're saying there about the schedules but I don't think that Cowboys schedule is a total slaughter I mean you are talking about yes a couple hard games and then you kind of easy street and then a couple hard games or a few hard games back. And then you get a little breather and easy street. I don't think that's a terrible way, frankly, for a schedule to be structured. Well, here's what I know. The actual betting numbers that have happened and, and have installed the Eagles as the favorites in the NFC East are as follows. The Cowboys in late February were minus minus one fifty to win the division. While the Eagles were initially plus 330. So the Eagles were a 3-1 to one underdog, and the Cowboys were a decided favorite. They have gone from plus 150, the Cowboys, to plus 130 this past Sunday, and now the Eagles are at plus 135 as the NFC favorites. Think about that. They have basically jumped 200 bucks in in. Uh, points here to get a chance to win the division. A lot more people are believing in them, and I don't think it's just about the money that's coming in on them. I think it has a lot to do with what that team looks like. It's that team. It's it's that team around Jalen Hurts. It's A.J. Brown, right? It's them putting him in a position to succeed, whereas in Dallas, again, you're talking about a coach on a hot seat. You're talking about them really taking a step back. I mean, you're talking about the departure of Amari Cooper, right, Mm -hmm. Uh, versus the addition of A.J. Brown in Philadelphia. I understand the trajectory here, but again, I think we're forgetting that that team in Dallas at that quarterback position has a chance to be even more solid than we've seen it in the past. And most people are a lot more sold on deck than they are on Jalen Hurts. And that certainly should factor into this conversation. There's just no reason to believe that Dak is going to take a step back this season. If you believe in the fact that he's healthy for the first time in many years in terms of getting an entire season here and off season and preseason under his belt.
888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, on ESPN Plus, and on your smart speaker as well by saying play Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Coming up, your calls. Is Chris an idiot? Quite simply, for his Tampa Bay take, Amber's trying to help me, and I'm not taking it. She's throwing me the rope, and I'm throwing it back at her and asking for an anvil. That's, in essence, what I am doing. By the way, like all those cartoons all those years, what is an anvil? I don't know. I've never seen an anvil in actual real use. I I feel like an anvil is a thing, right? I, I guess. I don't know. I've never seen one. Other than with Wiley Coyota. Anyway. I will Google Anvil. We'll talk about it after the commercials. <laughs> 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. So based on this, the very latest on the Eagles now being the betting favorites and why this has happened, we ask one of our NFL insiders in just moments, and he also has why Lamar Jackson's contract discussions are almost pleasant with the Baltimore Ravens. Canty and Carlin. Amber Wilson in for Canty on ESPN Radio. (laughs) Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Did you miss Canty and Carlin? I mean, it has to have happened for some reason that all of a sudden the Eagles have overtaken the Cowboys as the favorites. And yes, mostly it's betting money. But people are looking at this, whether it's Tyron Smith's injury, whatever you want to say, whether it's Jerry continuing to 
speak up and say weird things. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on ESPN Plus, not to mention on the ESPN app. And we also are presented by our good friends at Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Amber Wilson is in for Chris. We are joined now by ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano. Good enough to give us a few minutes. All right, Danny, so we've been talking about this, that the Eagles are now the betting favorites in the division. So from people that you talk to around the NFL is there the belief that the Eagles are, in fact, the best team in the NFC East? Yeah, I think overall, look at the, the rosters. I think they have the deepest roster. They've had a great offseason in terms of plugging holes at key positions. And I think top to bottom, 1-53, to 53, I think people generally are going to rank them ahead of Dallas and Washington and the Giants. The question is the quarterback, right? I mean, Dak Prescott we have, is an established quarterback in the league. Jalen Hurts is still sort of developing, still figuring out what he's going to be in the league. And, and while the early returns have been good, um, he hasn't, he's not at the point of his career where Dak Prescott is right now. So uh, quarterback being so important, that's the thing that gives you pause. But I think overall people are feeling better about the state of the Eagles roster than they are about Dallas's. And why do you think that is, Graz? Because like you, I was a little surprised when you consider the quarterback position. I feel like we were questioning Jalen Hurts all last season, and now here we yeah. are. But why do you think the confidence in Dallas has slid like it has? Well, they, you know, they, their offseason has seen them lose some key pieces, right? Amari Cooper, Randy Gregory, you know, and then uh, Lyle Collins. And then, yes, Tyron Smith getting hurt right before the season starts. And they, I think that there's a sense out there that they haven't done enough to replace those guys that have left, whereas the Eagles have done nothing but add, 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 right? You trade, you trade for A.J. Brown, you add some guys on defense. You know, I, I, think, I think that's the way, you know, the division is always close. And so a game here, a game there, that, that, that offseason and what you do in terms of uh, building out your roster can certainly be the difference. Now, if we're all wrong and the Cowboys actually do have the replacements for those guys on the roster, then, you know, then good for them. It's a team that beat the Eagles very, very badly when they played them last year. And, um, and you could argue that the Eagles had a lot more ground to make up on the Cowboys. But I do think uh, overall people are impressed with the Eagles offseason and a little dubious about the Cowboys offseason. Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider, joining Canty and Carlin. Amber Wilson in for Canty today. All right, Dan, um, a question that I'm sure you have not been asked the entire offseason. What's the latest with <laughs> Lamar Jackson? Yeah, well, I guess the season is starting, and this was his deadline for getting a deal done, and, and it's not, unless it's happened in the last 15 minutes while I've been on the FDR uh, I think, uh, you know, I think the odds are pretty good that this goes through the season and they pick it up again in the spring. But I think the key thing, I mean, like people, fans listening, like, you know, the contract is a contract and you can argue whether he deserves it, et cetera. But ultimately, I think, I think what fans want to know is, like, is it going to affect Baltimore's season um, and is he going to be there long term? I, I, I think the answer to the first question, I, I think, is no. I mean, my understanding is the relationship between the player and the team is good, uh, that you know, he's in regular communication with the coaching staff at the front office. They all understand why they disagree on the contract. And I think it's just a matter of, uh, you know, trying to find something, as John Harbaugh said, that's mutually agreeable. And so far they haven't. But in the meantime, he's playing well and trying to win a Super Bowl in Baltimore. It, that's Everything we've heard all offseason has been that. 
and I don't have any real reason to doubt it. So I, I think, you know, and in terms of is he going to be there long term, I think there's a decent chance it does get worked out next offseason. Yeah, Danny, I, I heard you expanding on this a little bit this morning. How far does this go, the fact that it's not an acrimonious situation between Lamar and the Ravens? Yeah, had somebody tell me that, the, like, they actually, like, Lamar and, and John Harbaugh and the GM, Eric DaCosta, have actually had days where they've, they know they have press conferences to address this, and they've actually talked to each other about, you know, what the messaging should be, and, and they're kind of in agreement on that. So, really, look, it speaks to the organization, right? The Ravens are a very strong, very stable organization with good leadership, and I think um, that helps you navigate a thing like this. Lamar Jackson has no concern over what the Ravens coaching staff feels about him, and I don't get the sense that he's taking the contract situation personally and saying, oh, the front office doesn't believe him. There's a difference of opinion from what I can understand about guaranteed money, right? Deshaun Watson got $230 million fully guaranteed. Lamar thinks he should get more, and he's been an MVP. He's never caused any, anybody any trouble off the field, uh, et cetera, et cetera, whereas the, the Ravens say, well, Deshaun got that. It was kind of a weird situation where the Browns had been told they were out of it and they had to do this in order to get him. So we really can't use that as a barometer uh, let's look at other deals like Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers and do it in that neighborhood. So that's where the disagreement, I believe, is right now. And I don't know how they bridge that gap, but um, so far they have not. You wrote last week a don't be surprised if column, which Graz, thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of run out of that here on sports radio. Gave us a lot of Happy content. Uh, one of your don't be surprised ifs was about Matthew Stafford's elbow issues all season. What did you make of Sean McVay saying that he's not going to have any limitations at all in week one? I, I think he's telling the truth. I, my understanding with Stafford is, and when I say uh, an issue, it could be an issue all season, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a problem all season. It was an issue last season. They had to manage him through the season with the elbow issue, and then they thought they were going to get it taken care of this offseason. Then they end up having to manage him through the offseason. My understanding of where this is, they are happy with their offseason program and what it's done to get his arm in shape to play. He's throwing the ball well. They feel like the elbow is not an issue right now and that it is not going to be an issue two nights from now. Now the question is, does it become an issue a month from now, uh, you know, six weeks from now? And I think there's obviously a chance, and they haven't ruled out the possibility that that does happen. But they also have a plan in place for when and if it does. So they trust Stafford to tell them how he's feeling. Uh, they can back him off in terms of practice reps if need be. He is a, he's a player that throughout his career has played through with various injuries. Uh, and and uh, I think they believe that if he does have something physical, that there there's a high level, the high threshold for him in terms of what he can fight through. Uh, and he and the team are are sort of in sync on this. So I think it's something that could come up as the year goes along. I don't know that I I think it's going to be the kind of thing that causes him to miss games or or play particularly poorly. Because again, they went through it last year and they managed him all the way through the Super Bowl. Cogent, informative Dan Graziano. Thank you. My plats on my business cards, by the way. Yeah, I believe I it is. That. That's where I got it from. Dan Graziano, yeah. ESPN NFL insider, with great insight for us. Up next, why is it that Thursday night's game is still 48 hours away, and already something has happened that has only happened only a handful of times ever? We'll tell you what that is in just moments. Canty and Carlin, Amber's in for Canty on ESPN Radio and ESPN+. Plus. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. 
Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, check this out from Canty and Carlin. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN Plus, Amber Wilson in for the honeymooning Chris Canty, who returns next week for the start of the football season. And he must not be honeymooning all that much because he just uh, posted on Instagram like all of his award winners. <laughs> Amber, I mean, who's doing that from their honeymoon? Shut it down. He, all his NFL award, award winners. Wow, he can't get it off his. Well, listen, you can you can take the guy out of the NFL, but you can't take the NFL out of the guy. That's what apparently, we learned here today. Apparently, we told you a few minutes ago that there is something that has already happened that has happened only a handful of times ever. I could not get over the fact that the Rams at home are two and a half point underdogs to the Bills. Now everybody has been on the Buffalo Bills all season long, or all off season. After what happened last year, you could have made the case they were a Super Bowl team, but they beat the the Chiefs. Uh, you, they might be Super Bowl champs right now. But they are two-and-a-half-point favorites on Thursday night against the Bills. And so keep this in mind. It has only happened five other times that a defending world champion comes back the next year, opens up the season at home, and is an underdog. It is the first time that it has happened uh, since 2018. It was the Eagles who were one-point underdogs to the Falcons. But there's also three points accounted for in there for the home game. So really what they're saying is on a neutral field, the Bills would be roughly a six-point favorite over the Rams right now, the team that just won the Super Bowl. I'm shocked that it's happened five other times before, frankly. I would have thought that that would have been much lower. And the Rams have won all five week one games, covering the spread every time since Sean McVay was hired back in 2017. They were underdogs three times last season. They won all three outright, not always the best 
idea to bet against the Los Angeles Rams. Now they're coming off of a Super Bowl and you're supposed to bet against this Rams team. But I think that this speaks more for the Bills than it says about the Rams, frankly, right? Like this is just how improved we think that a very good Buffalo Bills team is going to be. Obviously, bringing in Von Miller, making some of those offseason moves that this Bills team made. I think that most people believe even more so in Josh Allen than they do in Matthew Stafford. You do have the Matthew Stafford elbow issues. I don't know if that fact into this at all. So I think that this says more about where we think the Bills are going to go than maybe even where we think the Rams are at. But it is surprising, and it's surprising that this isn't the first time or second time in history that this has happened numerous times. You know, listen, I would not bet against the Rams right now, but we asked Dan about it a few minutes ago, uh, the idea that maybe there'd be a concern with the elbow for Matthew Stafford. I'm right now of the thought that with Stafford at the moment, I don't think it's going to be a problem earlier in the year. But I think as the season goes along, that's when you're going to start to hear about it more and more, right? He's he's more rested. They were very careful uh, throughout training camp uh, about his situation. They did not have him throwing an overabundance of passes. But I do look at it and say, well, hang on. Why wouldn't it be a concern if it was last year and they were able to find their way through the season? I don't know that they can do that again when he had uh, off-season surgery. Now, here's McVay uh, this week saying no problem. No, there won't be any limitations. He'll be uh, he'll be ready to go. You know, I think we've got a really good plan in place, no different than really last year. You know, these are things that he was kind of working through in his own way, but you always want to be cognizant of a, you know, a pitch count, if you will, but he's feeling as good as, you know, I mean, I tell you what, he's throwing the ball excellent. He feels good. Everything that I'm seeing is reflective of everything he's saying to me, and so I feel really good about that. You know, he almost said he's feeling as good as he can right now, which is kind of what indicates, like, he may not be able to feel as good as he needs to. But at the moment, he's fine. I have no doubt that early in the year, it's not going to be a problem. I guess the counter argument to your point would be they didn't just make their way through last season, like you said, right? Like they made their way all the way through a Super Bowl win. And so he apparently had these lingering elbow issues back then. I'm with you, though. I actually think it's a viable concern because there was transparency from the Rams this offseason. They actually come out and they say, hey, we tried everything. Nothing's really working, which means that this is going to continue to be an issue for a quarterback in his mid-30s. Yeah, he was able to win a Super Bowl with it last season. What's it like now with another season on top, another 17 on top of that? plus whatever postseason run this Rams team makes. I mean, I do think that it's a viable concern, but maybe not in week one. Yeah, well, I mean, in talking to people out there, you know, he got this procedure done during the offseason. I think they downplayed what it was, but it was it was a lot closer to surgery, and there wasn't really a change. There wasn't really a dramatic improvement, and I think that's why it was particularly frustrating for him. He got through last year at this advanced age can age can he do that again mm, not so sure check out Canty and Carlin weekdays on ESPN radio and on ESPN plus